0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 488. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for listening once again. It is great to have your company. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, if you're looking for love this Valentine's Day, be sure you don't become a victim, and we'll show you how. If you've got a hankering for KFC, you can now have it delivered by drone, and Apple is rumoured to be releasing a new iPhone next month. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the Samsung Freestyle Projector. We'll also take a look at the Pivo Pod that takes your smartphone videos to the next level, and we'll share our tips to help you solve Wordle even faster. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, it's that time of year. It's early February, but uh, a week away is Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day is not the only time of year where people are looking for romance. That happens all the time. But we thought it was timely to talk about this uh, this real issue: uh, romance scams. They've really uh, in, in the last year, in twenty twenty one, they have cost Australian victims more than forty six million dollars, and that's up from twenty twenty where it was 37 million. That's a, an alarming increase of 20%. Now, a lot of people are hitting the apps, Tinder, Bumble, I don't know, I've been married for many years, and it's long, I've never had to use a dating app, thank God, but I know a lot of you are, and I'm not saying... That you shouldn't use the apps of course that's your choice but you just got to be careful that's what that's what we're, we're going to be talking about today but first let's talk about the issue now the issue with romance scams people think well how, how can you get scammed uh how, what is a romance scam well what happens it's it's basically catfish scammers they're the main culprits now what these people do they pretend to be someone else online they get to know their targets yeah you know, chat, chat them up and once they build this rapport, some maybe it might feel a little bit like love, then they ask you for the cash. They think that you're, you're, you trust them and that you've built this this sort of relationship, even though you've never met in person. This is when these scammers put, take a chance and ask you for some cash. I don't know, they give you some sob story about needing the money or some sort of procedure they need. And a lot of times people send the cash. Now, a recent survey by reviews.org revealed that 23% of Australians have been in an online romantic relationship, but without ever meeting in person. And of those people, 26% said they have sent the person money. And the average amount they've sent, this is the average amount, $1,069. 1069 bucks. The report showed that 17% of Australians had been a victim of a romance scam. This is alarming. So this the, is such a concern that if you think about the, the number of people who use dating apps, one in three Australians are now using dating apps. So there's a huge target. There are a lot of targets out there. And, and most of these scams, though, they might start on the dating apps, but then they carry over to social media, they're all followed by mobile apps so and messaging, and, and then the internet in that order. And it's funny, the age group with the highest number of reports is 45 to 54-year-olds. So it's not your really younger people or much older people it's those sort of middle-aged people who are looking for romance and new south wales is the state with the highest number of romance scam reports as well so it's a real a real minefield out there and like everything when it comes to a scam you really got to trust your gut you really have to think twice Use your common sense, like I said, like every other scam. So you don't need to go out and delete all these apps and think, "Oh, I'm never dating ever again, but you really need to look out for certain things, and we're going to tell you that right now. One thing, and and this is true across all scams, including romance scams, if it looks too good to be true, if it's too perfect, then chances are that it is. So if there's some person that you've that you've matched with or whatever and you think, oh this, this person is beautiful and, and, and wealthy and lives in a great area and you've got to think about all of these things and if it does seem too perfect, you know what you do and I'm sure or you don't need to be told this, Google them. Do an online search. So if you it doesn't take long if, to do that search to find out if someone is legit. Now, a lot of the dating apps too, here's another Here's another uh, red flag as well. Many of the dating apps ask you to connect Instagram or your Facebook accounts. Now, if they don't have either Instagram or Facebook or both, then be very careful or just get the hell out of there because who wouldn't have a social media account in this day and age, especially someone who's looking to... Uh, increase their chances of finding romance. The other thing too is you you come across and the you know, the first thing we we stumble upon when we're looking through these dating apps is a profile picture, and that has to be striking enough to get your attention. Now, if your profile, if the profile picture looks too perfect, did you know that you can do a Google image search? So what you do, you call up Google on your browser. Then you drag that image that you've the profile image over to that page, and it will it will search that image to see if it's being used anywhere else on the internet. So you'll be able to see if it's been used on multiple sites. You can see if it where, where it has been used. Now here's the other thing. If you if you sort of reach the point now where you're communicating and the person that you've gotten to know and you've built this rapport up online, haven't met yet, if the person keeps making excuses that they can't meet in person, you've, you've got one of two things, either A, a time waster, or B, a scammer. So I think in either scenario, it's best to give them a miss. So that's another thing to be very careful of. The other thing is... Be careful if it gets too serious too fast. This is a classic, a telltale sign that a catfisher is grooming you to put the sting, put the sting on you and ask for some cash. So just be real careful. You know, love takes time, but you've got to think about how from a scammer's point of view, they've got to get you to a point where you trust them and like them before you before they can ask you for the cash. So just don't be putting you, investing your emotions too early. I know that this all sounds really hard. To find the zone in everything I've just spoken about is really difficult. And that's what catfishes, that's what they count on as well. So just just be really mindful. I think bottom line, don't send anyone, anyone any cash. Just don't do it. As much as you think you're in love with them, but you've never met them, just don't send them any money. That's the only gold plated guarantee you'll get that you're not going to get ripped off. Interesting times. It is Valentine's Day, but this, this can happen all year round. It's not just Valentine's Day that this is uh, this is an issue, but I thought it'd be a good time to bring it up. All those stats also from reviews.org. You can see all of them at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of the Colonel's work, and the Colonel I'm talking about is Colonel Sanders, and the work I'm talking about is Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm sure there's plenty of you nodding along with me right now who I oh, might be making you feel hungry. You might feel like a Zinger Burger or some nuggets or some original recipe chicken. Ooh, yeah, it sounds all right. But did you know they've just partnered with Wing? This is uh, Australia's first on-demand drone delivery service. So they've partnered with Kentucky Fried Chicken or KFC as we affectionately call it to provide Drone delivery, but if you have to be – there's a little catch here. You have to be living in Logan in southeast Queensland. Uh, This is like a proof of concept service. It's going to be used in, in and around Logan, and in particular, Kingston, Logan Central, Slacks Creek, Underwood, and Woodbridge. If you live in any of those cities, scream bingo, because you can get your KFC delivered by drone. Now, wing, Wing's been added a little while, deliveries from other other companies, but food delivery, come on, how good is that? You've got a hankering for some KFC, boom, order through the app. And if you live in those areas, one of the options you can choose is drone delivery. Now, what happens? KFC, obviously, freshly prepare your food at the wing delivery site and then deliver it to you within minutes. Now, the KFC fans know that they have been traditional ground delivery methods, and in fact, around around globally, KFC restaurants, forty six percent of KFC restaurants offer delivery. Uh, but now, Wing Wing is literally taking that to new heights by uh, offering the drone delivery. Now, the Wing drones, let's talk about those. They they they're kind of like a, a cross between a fixed wing. And a drone. So they've got the wingspan, so they can go fast and travel for a quite a long way, but they've also got the ability to vertically take off and land. So it's kind of the best of both worlds there. The wing drone has a wingspan of 1.3 meters, weighs about five kilos, can carry payloads, so packages of up to 1.5 kilograms. It can reach speeds of more than 110 kilometers an hour. So you can really zip your food out to you. In fact, the fastest wing delivery to date was in 2 minutes and 47 seconds. How good is that? Now, Wing is already operating in Australia, of course, but they're also in the US and Finland as well. But this is, I think, the latest example of what's possible with drones. Do you remember when drones were just considered a flying camera to take fancy videos and photos? Hasn't that all changed with, look at this, we can deliver things? During the pandemic... Drones were also used to, I know in China, in Wuhan in particular, drones were used to disinfect public areas. So rather than sending workers into those areas, drones were deployed so they could spray and disinfect various areas. They could also be used to deliver medicine to people that were uh, that were in COVID risk areas as well. Now, what we're seeing is, a lot more uses of drones, but in, in the delivery space, these systems are going to get smarter and more intuitive. They're going to become a more trusted delivery method. And not just in areas like Logan, we're talking in in other more densely populated areas as well. So the whole smart system, see the 5G networks and the ability for the, for, for smart devices to talk to each other, be linked on a network, that's going to extend to drones. I've I've seen like concepts where drones are going to be able to deploy for delivery. Look, they can't deliver everywhere, but in in areas in, in suburban areas where it's a possibility, there will be dedicated flight paths there'll be even charging zones and so that these drones that are on their way to deliver your package will be able to if it is sort of past their range they can actually stop for half an hour and recharge and to so they can make it to your place and then do the same thing on the way back that's how smart they're becoming so i think within the next five to ten years you're going to see all these dedicated drone flight paths and you never know your package could be making its way to you but for now You just have to settle for the KFC, which I think is a pretty good deal. If you are living in that area, you can get your KFC delivered by drone. If you want to read a little bit more about that, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Okay, rumour time, and in this case, uh, pretty strong rumors about Apple reportedly launching a new iPhone at a, an event that will be held in early March. Now, the scuttlebutt the reports suggest that March 8 will be the date, which will be early March 9, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, where they'll hold what they traditionally call their spring event, spring in the US, of course. And what is get the, the the product to be released? The talk is that the Apple is preparing a brand new version of the iPhone SE. So that's the affordable device. Looks like an iPhone 8. I think it'll still have a home button. But the latest version will have the latest A15 processor. It will have an improved camera. And it will be 5G compatible. So even at the entry level, this new iPhone... Is going to be able to connect to the five G networks. Now we all know not everyone can afford the brand new flagship iPhones, which is why Apple puts this in market. I think it's last last uh, time I looked, it was about six hundred and forty nine bucks for the current SE. My guess is it'll stay at that price, yet with all these these more advanced features. So you can kind of, if you don't want to pony up double that kind of amount of money for an iPhone 12, an iPhone 13, then you can, you do have the option of getting a brand new iPhone SE, but with the enhanced camera, uh, faster processor, and that 5G connectivity. The other choice for people, and there are some, some customers, a lot of customers, in fact, who only want an iPhone. And even if they can't afford a new one, there is a massive refurbished market. So if you're after an iPhone 10 or 11, you can you can get a refurbished model for a few hundred dollars and, and you're able to do that. We spoke recently on the show about Boost Mobile selling refurbished iPhone 8 and, and iPhone XRs through Coles. And they've been hugely popular because, uh, and and the refurbished phones have been fully checked out, 72-point check. They've been checked against police, stolen and lost databases. So they they come with a 12-month warranty. So there's that option as well. But in this instance, Apple uh, offering another choice for a more affordable device, but with the speed and camera quality and 5G connectivity as its flagship products. Now, the other rumored... uh, Products at this launch, if if it goes ahead, and and the mail uh, this this is from this is from um Mark Gurman from Bloomberg. He's normally pretty spot on with his uh, with his predictions. The other big product that will be announced is an updated iPad Air. Now the iPad Air is the. You had a new buttonless all-screen redesign. Uh, it will also be updated with a faster processor, but will also be 5G compatible as well. So I think we're seeing a trend here where all the devices are being brought up to 5G standard, which is kind of become, going to become the new normal, just like 4G was a few years back when the 4G networks were, were, were complete. Uh, the other rumour about um, a Mac, and I think everyone's hanging out for the 27-inch or 32-inch iMac, whatever they happen to be preparing uh, with M with the M series processor. I think we'll probably see that in the second half of the year, uh, potentially as early as June at the Worldwide Developers Conference, which is like this event, I should have mentioned at the top. This is going to be a virtual event. It's not going to be uh, an in-person event. Uh, Apple have been doing these pretty successfully for the past couple of years, having the uh, virtual digital. All digital event. This is going to be the same. Worldwide Developers Conference, I'm hearing, is going to be another virtual event. That'll be the third year in a row that it would have gone virtual. And, uh, but, you never know. By the time the iPhone, the iPhone fourteen comes around, it could be back to in-person events. Where we really don't know uh, how Apple is going to play that one. But for now, March eight or early March nine, if you're on the east coast of Australia, is going to be the spring event virtual new iPhone SE, new iPad Air, potentially a new a new Mac, but there won't be the iMac, it'll be the Mac Mini. Mac Mini apparently is going to be the uh, the Mac updated with the latest M1 processor as well. If you want to check out all that news, all those rumours, plenty of them coming from Apple, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide Reviews this week, we're going to kick it off with the Samsung Freestyle. Now, I wrote about this and saw this product at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas when I was there last month. And this is a projector. Now, we know Samsung make great televisions. What they've done is they've they've sort of shrunk down their smarts of the TV and put it in this ultra-portable projector. Now, this isn't the first portable projector there are plenty of others but the small portable projectors tend to only offer a pretty small picture pretty ordinary quality really finicky with the controls and focus and all of that but what samsung's done they've redefined the portable projector with this with the freestyle and it is at first glance i, I when i first saw it i'm thinking it looks like a spotlight it didn't didn't really look like a projector but the design, that cylindrical design, uh, really makes it uh, more portable. The It has this 180-degree stand as well, so it can be easily pivoted around to aim at various walls or up to the ceiling. And uh, there is also a speaker, 5-watt RMS 360-degree uh, speaker, on, on the back end of the projector as well. So it is an all-in-one device that connects via Wi-Fi So you're able to stream your favorite content. It can also mirror your smartphone so that if you want to replicate what's on your screen, some of your own content perhaps up on, on on the projector as well. Now this can produce, this is a full high definition projector. It's not 4K, full HD, but get this, it can produce a 100 inch image. So if you pull this thing back about 2.7 metres away from a wall, if you've got a dedicated screen, even better, you could use this even in the backyard. You might want to have a movie party, a movie night, and you might just want to put a sheet over your clothesline, a white sheet would be better, and you're able to to uh, project from the backyard, in your backyard, onto that sheet and with tremendous results, it really does, uh, it, it it adjusts itself as well. I'll talk about that in a sec, but it's designed to be able to be used anywhere uh, and with connect to all your favorite streaming services or replicate content from your phone. Now, what I love about it is the ease in which you can set it up. Now, you can either power it through, there's an included uh, power adapter and a USB-C cable and you connect, connect that to power, or if you want to take it, say, in the backyard or on a camping trip or on a trip, wherever you want to go, it will also be powered with a battery. So if you happen to have a power bank that's, that's big enough and powerful enough, you can connect it to the battery. So that means you don't even need a PowerPoint to enjoy your content as well, uh, the, the battery, it can't just be any old battery. It needs to be a power bank that can output 50 watts or more. So the Freestyle requires 50 watts of power input to operate. And if you have one of those larger portable batteries that can charge a laptop, that can also power the Samsung Freestyle. So you got a couple of choices we, we had a battery that was capable of 60 watt output and it, it powered through for, for quite a while I think it would take probably a couple of hours to to wear the battery down to zero it does take a while to recharge being so big but you knowing that you if, you, if you've got a full battery you you can watch a movie at least uh, f- with that with that power and there's no need to connect it to a PowerPoint so again for the backyard scenario it's uh, perfectly suited now the other great frustration with projectors, look, I'm very familiar with projectors and traditionally the approach with a projector is it's a permanent setup. Like I've got a dedicated home theater, I've got a four K Sony projector mounted on my ceiling in that room. It had to be had to be focused, had to be sized, it had to be so had to aim it and position it, had to focus it. And all that take is really finicky with the control. So it takes a bit of time and energy and a lot of people can be frustrated by that. The other thing is that when you just beam up a projector on the wall, often it's not square. Often the sides are sort of tilting towards each other, so it looks like more like a more like a trapezoid rather than a square, and there is a there is a function of projectors that needs that that that's used to correct this. It's called keystoning. Now, what I love about the Freestyle is that it does this automatically. So all you need to do is aim this to the wall and a second later you'll see it, boom, it'll square up so that it's the right shape, the right size, and it also has autofocus. So you know, it, I think it uses a time of flight sensor similar to a smartphone, so you'll know that your picture is sharp as it can be. And with with the Freestyle, to achieve the 100-inch, you need to take it out to 2.7 metres from the wall or screen, so with a projector, the further you take it out, that, that's what they call its throw length. The further you go back from the wall, the bigger the image. That's why some projectors require a longer throw length to give you that really big picture. So if your room's big enough, you can put the projector right at the back and get the bigger picture. And if you want, only want, say you want a 60-inch screen, 60-inch picture, you just position it closer to the wall. You might even want a much smaller one. You might be, the wall might be just a couple of a metre away from you. You could have it even smaller. So that's that's entirely up to you, but you can go up to 100 inches uh, and in full HD. Now, let's talk picture quality, 1920 by 1080, that's full HD. 100 inches, even at 100 inch, full HD looks pretty clean, looks really good. Uh, so I don't, look, it'd be great if it was 4K. If it was 4K, I think it'd be a lot more expensive and perhaps a lot bigger. But I think full HD, even even at full size, 100 inches, you're still going to be thinking, wow, that's a pretty good picture. Uh, so brightness is 550 lumens, and you know what? Obviously, looks perfect in the dark, but even in, in, in a lit room, even you say you're watching something during the day, it's still bright enough for you to appreciate the picture. So it is, it is bright enough for you to use at any time of the day. Uh, so that, that's, that's, a really, that's another positive for it as well. And again, look, like I said, it would have been lovely to have 4K, but you know what? Pretty decent quality you're still getting. Uh, it, it, and not everyone's going to be watching this at 100 inches. Most of the time, it'll be a lot smaller, and those smaller sizes are going to look a lot sharper anyway because they're small. It's not like having a massive screen, so the resolution is going to be suited to those smaller size sizes anyway. Uh, on the connectivity side, I mentioned that there is built-in Wi-Fi, so you turn it on, connect it to you turn it, power, connect power, turn it on, connect to your Wi-Fi network. So if you're at home, you connect to your local network here, or if you're out, you can actually hotspot your phone So that will then allow you to access the Tizen operating system, which has Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, Apple TV, YouTube, Stan, Binge, all the catch-up apps as well and anything that you can that you can load onto your Samsung TV you can put onto the Freestyle because it has the exact same operating system. In fact, it's got the 2022 operating system. So if you buy the Freestyle, you're seeing this new setup before the people who buy their 2022 television, which could be a couple of months away. Uh, it also not only has it has got Wi-Fi, it's also got Bluetooth and Bluetooth can be used in a couple of ways. One, you might want to connect a pair of headphones. You don't want to disturb the rest of the house. You still want to watch your big picture, but you want to keep it, the sound to yourself. You can connect Bluetooth headphones. You can also, if you want to enhance the quality of your audio, you can uh, pair it with a Bluetooth speaker. In our case, we connected the JBL Charge 5 speaker, so just went through the settings, Bluetooth, paired it up, and suddenly everything was playing through the Bluetooth speaker, which sounded like it had a little bit more uh, a little bit more size and scale to the sound, so that's entirely up to you as well. There is also a micro HDMI port, so you can connect a source, or maybe like a Blu-ray player or even a, a gaming console. Uh, and you, there is a r- little remote control that comes with it as well. You can also control it through the Smart Things app, whether that's on an Android phone or an iPhone uh, and you can also use Bixby if you're that way inclined to control it. Uh, I spoke earlier about being able to mirror your content. That works. It's got AirPlay, uh, Apple AirPlay built in. So if you've got an iPhone, I- I- iPad, You can easily beam your content straight to the TV to the uh, Freestyle, and uh, it also naturally works with uh, with Android as well. Through uh, you can mirror your phones quite easily to the Freestyle as well. This is, uh, I think, a really smart product. Uh, It does deliver all the stuff that you would expect from a regular Samsung TV, thanks to that ties and operating system. So you get all the catch up apps. You also get Samsung TV Plus and anyone who owns a Samsung TV may not even know that these exist. Have a look at the icon Samsung TV Plus. This is like hundreds of free channels, streaming channels that you can watch through your Wi-Fi connection. So it doesn't you don't need an aerial. This is all all through your internet connection. And if you if you do want to watch free to air, you can watch free to air through the catch-up apps like 9Now, 7Plus as long as you have that Wi-Fi connection, you can watch live TV. Now, pricing-wise, initially, this was priced at $1,499. In fact, I've made a video, so check that out on YouTube. And before I even knew about the price drop, I the price I've quoted on the video is $1,499. It is, in fact, on the Samsung website. I think they lowered it just in time for launch, which is today, Feb 7. You, uh, the, the It will cost you $1,299. Now, for that price, you think about it. You could probably afford, if you had $1,299, you can probably afford a good 65-inch TV. But if you were to buy that TV at that price, it'll be good, but it will stay the same size and it will stay in the same room. And if that's what you want, you don't want it, not interested in taking everything everywhere, then that's probably the best purchase. But for $1,299, you can buy the Samsung Freestyle that can be... A 60-inch TV, a 65-inch TV, a 100-inch TV, and you can use it anywhere. So I think that this is going to really change people's opinions on, on projectors and the possibilities with projectors. Like, like I said before, projectors are usually designed to be set up and left where they're set up. So they're not really something you carry room to room as casually as you can with the freestyle. That's what I like about this, is really redefine the projector, what you can do with it, the kind of quality you can enjoy wherever you want. Uh, so, and whether you know whether you want to take it on a camping trip or out in the backyard or in another room, you've got that flexibility, but you've also got the quality and the portability at the same time. The Samsung Freestyle Projector, you can check out our complete review at techguide.com.au. Next up, we've got another cool product that we tried out. It's the Pivo Silver Pod. Now, this is a device that you can put on top of a tripod and it allows you to, it'll track you. So, Bluetooth to your smartphone. And if you're creating video content, it can track your movement. So, it'll keep you in the center of the frame. So this thing is pretty small, small enough to fit in the palm of your hands. And on top is a clip that can securely hold your phone in portrait mode, if you want to shoot some TikTok videos, or landscape mode if you want to shoot some YouTube. Then you're able to do that. Now there's a little thread on the base, so it can be mounted on top of a tripod. So you do uh, you are able to keep it stable. There's a little bubble, a little level on top of it as well. Uh, so really handy if you want to create content hands-free. While also being kept in the middle of the frame, uh, no matter how your smartphone is positioned. So like I said, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, it is a pretty good option there. There's a picture of me using it. You see me centered the little red circle around my face means it's tracking my face. But it can also track your body. It can track an animal like a horse. Beta mode is being able to track a dog. So that's uh, in the works as well. Now there are several companion apps, of course, that make it that make it uh, allows you to use it. Uh, a lot of them are free with the Pivo Pod Silver. So uh, the, this allows you to uh, have all these various modes as well. Now the auto tracking works pretty well. It can track objects via your face, your body, or your actions. And as I mentioned, can track horses is dogs are in beta as well. It also has AI on board. So you can provide features. It'll it'll offer you features like auto zoom, target exposure, smart, smart capture as well. And, the, the device is, is really small, so you can take it with you anywhere. You can fit it in your pocket. Uh, connects, as I said, via a Bluetooth, via Bluetooth to the Pivo companion app. Uh, also has a small remote control, so you can manually adjust the angle, activate the shutter, whether it's still images or click to start recording for your videos as well. And, and you know what? It can also be used for video chatting. You think about how many Zoom meetings we've had, Teams, Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat can be used to keep you in the center of the frame there as well uh and uh the apps, as I mentioned, the generic Pivo apps, free to download, gives you all the basic controls for your photos and videos. Uh, but there's also Pivo Play, which is also free. And this unlocks some really cool modes for you to get really creative with your videos. There's one called Clone Trail. So what happens, it joins these several versions of yourself as you're moving through your video. You may have seen this in advertising. You can create this now with the Pivo Silver Pod. Fifty-fifty allows you to split the screen and record in both halves. Many me is when you can replicate yourself in the frame more than I think two or three times. Magic Edge also lets you create a split in the middle of the video. So you can maybe want to line it up with a tree or a pole. So you can make, you can film both and make them look like they're the same video. So if you say for example, bigger best example is you walk behind a tree and you disappear. You sort of you 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 the other side you you're not seen. So if you want to have a bit of fun with magic edge not a bad way to do that. Now, also, uh, if you want to uh, pay a few bucks, there are some streaming uh, Pivo apps that have in-app purchases. There is one option. I think Pivo Live, I think that's free, so you can connect to your streaming channels on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Vimeo, and many more. Uh, they uh, they are, P- Pivo Live is free, but there are other apps like uh, Pivo Studio that allows you to turn the Pivo Pod Silver into a photography tool. So imagine you want to get 360 degree product images or a single shot from a preferred angle, you can actually buy a little turntable at extra cost that screws into the top of the unit so it can actually create this rotating turntable. So great for capturing videos, sort of these products or objects that are turning uh, really nicely so you uh, you make your videos look a little bit more dynamic. There's also an app called Pivo Tour. So what this allows you to do is to create high-quality virtual tours. Now, I can hear the real estate agents really getting excited now because it gives them the ability to create a virtual tour of a property to give prospective buyers an idea about the layout. So really handy use for that as well. The Pivo Pod Silver, it's available now, and it's priced at $199.95, and it's available from JB Hi-Fi. If you want to find out a little bit more, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, this is a yes or no question. Have you been caught up in the Wordle craze? Wordle is that word game. You may, if you follow me on Twitter, I, I normally share my result every day. I give a little cheeky hint as well, uh, without spoiling it. But uh, it is a game where you have to guess a five-letter word. It's pretty simple, and so that you get six attempts. Attempt number one, uh, it'll tell you whether you've got uh, the a letter in the right place. It'll be green. A letter in the wrong place, it'll be gold and a letter that is not in the word, that'll be grey. And what happens, the keyboard below corresponds to that as well. So you'll see green letters, gold letters, grey letters. Grey letters are out. They're not in it. So you've got to work out where the word, the letters have to go to guess the five-letter word. You've got six attempts. Uh, so I've, I've several times got it in the second attempt, uh, So and I've shared them on Twitter as well. But uh, there are little tips and tricks to help you get to the result a little bit faster. So as I mentioned, correct letter in the right place is green. Correct letters in the wrong place are gold. If a letter's gray, it means that letter is not in the word. Now, since, since this craze, which really sort of hit its peak in January, the New York Times has purchased this puzzle. Now, this puzzle, by the way, is not an app. I'll put the link. It's, it's a website, So you can create a little bookmark on your homepage of your phone, which is what I've done. I click on that. It takes me straight to that website. So you can solve it every day. Now, there's only one per day. So it's not like you can just do hundreds and hundreds at a time. They're numbered, and at at the stroke of midnight is when the new word appears. So the new puzzle is available from midnight every day. So here are some tips to help you solve the puzzle in fewer attempts. Number one, so you've got to, your first word's got to be a guess. What I suggest is try to use as many vowels as you can. So A-E-I-O-U, try fit at least two in there. So this will establish whether the vowels are in or whether they're out. So that's the beauty of the game. You, you do need vowels, and you can guess straight away almost what vowels are in, what vowels are out. But look at the keyboard as well. Don't forget, keyboard, if you're typing out a word and you include a grayed-out letter, that's a wasted letter because you it's already been grayed out so it's not really in the word now other thing to do avoid using early on avoiding your early guesses the letters Q X and Z so Z they're very rarely are they used but that I wouldn't waste that as your first guess I'd use more common consonants like s T and R in your first guess so that way, they're the most common and likely to be included in the word. Now, you've got to also remember too, some letters can be used twice in the word. So keep that in mind when you're making your guess. If the letter's gray, that means it's not in the word at all. But if it's green or gold, it's in the word but possibly a second time. So if you that's an option if you want to come up if you're trying to come up with the answers. And be sure to look at the clues in your previous attempts. That they're, they're your best. That's your best guide. So don't be typing a letter in the same spot that was in the word before. And it's a waste of a letter. So really look back at where you've come but and don't blow any of your letter choices. If you've used a letter another time, it's going to let you use it. And that's just a waste of a letter. So just, just have a look too. Also look too at um, consonant combinations. For example... S can be not only used before a, a vowel, but could also be used before a consonant like S W, S T, S L, just like vowels can run together as well, like E A, O U, A I, O E. So look at those combinations as well. My other suggestion is to practice on the many other imitation apps that are out there, plenty of them to choose from. So uh, allows you to play them all day long rather than doing once well, than once a day with Wordle. Uh, as I said, Wordle's been purchased by the New York Times for they paid low seven figures. That's pretty good. But they say it'll remain free to play initially. So maybe down the track, it may be a subscription involved or you got to subscribe to the New York Times or something. But for now, Wordle's free. And those are the tips to help you get even better at it. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk, brought to you by our good friends at Belkin. Belkin have a wide range of products, whether they're cables or power banks or MagSafe products. Check them out, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, I know there's a lot of KO fans out there, and I do receive regular emails and calls on the radio, about their the Ko stream, so so a little bit of buffering going on, and a lot of people initially think that it's their Wi-Fi, and you know what? In many many cases, they would be right, but for those who are suffering this, they tell me my Netflix work well. Netflix works perfectly. Uh, Ko, I get the occasional buffering. And the streaming services use different codecs, different technology, different ways of doing things. But one thing I've discovered with KO, one thing that many of these uh, people who call me with their problems and email me, the one thing they've got in common is that they need to clear their cache. A lot of people think, what the hell's cache? Now, cache is a component of hardware. And software that stores data and files, so that future when, when that when it's called for in the future, that information can be served up faster and viewed faster. And what happens with this cache? It's built up over time, and when it's not cleared out, the data uh, the the you can suffer from those those initial buffering, and that does affect the performance of your streaming. And I know this because. And K.O. knows that this is an issue because they've got a page on their website dedicated to clearing the cache, no matter how you're using and viewing K.O. So a lot of people view it on a browser, really easy to clear cache on a browser, on an on a iPhone or iPad, again, and on the website are instructions on how to do it. It, is, it involves going into the settings. If you're watching on Apple TV, you can also clear the cache on an Android smartphone or tablet also allows you to do it. But on a television, if you've got an Android TV, you can also clear the cache on Android as well, uh, just as you can with Samsung TVs, Hisense TVs, PlayStations, a lot of people watch it on PlayStations, LG TVs as well. There is a way to clear your cache. It is on the KO Help Center. So uh, I'll just use the Samsung TV as the example. You've got to go tap the Home button, go to Settings, Select Apps, go to the System Apps Choose the app you want to clear the cache. In this case, to be KO. Tap on Clear Cache. Tap OK to confirm. On a high sense TV, you press the Home button, select Network, and then hit Clear Internet Memory to clear the cache as well. LG TVs, it's a, a little bit simpler. Well, maybe, maybe not. Unplug the TV from the power source. Wait at least 10 seconds. Plug the TV back in. That's how you clear the cache, apparently, with an LG TV. Uh, on an iPhone. If you hold down on the app that you want to uh, want to delete until a menu pops up, press Remove App, and then head back to the App Store and re-download the app. So that'll clear the cache as well. So basically, delete the app, put it back on again. Uh, in on Apple TV, if you hit the settings, go to General, Manage Storage. If you highlight the trash icon for any item in the list, press Touch Surface. And the app and all its data are removed. So general managed stories and, and, and the instructions are right there in front of you. So that's sort of the basics there. But if you are one of these people who are frustrated that your streaming, your KO streaming does have that occasional stutter, then it could be the cache. Clearing the cache is going to solve the problem. And that is the full-time siren to episode 488 of the Tech Guide podcast. If you need to find out any more, everything we've spoken about, you can find at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au, or hit the Ask Stephen icon. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Please support the sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.